Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. It's time. It's time to have real, honest, open, difficult, and inspiring conversations. It's time for Love and Life on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media. All right, family, let's get started because you know I'm an extraordinary individual that I want to share with you. Yes, I do. Our guest in this hour is Spring Williams, who is the founder and president of Inspiring Life Together. Inspiring Life Together is an organization whose mission is to care for mothers undergoing breast cancer treatment and their families by funding and providing practical goods and services in an effort to support their mental, physical, and emotional needs. What? It doesn't get any better than that. Family, I invite you to the conversation with none other than Spring Williams. Hi there, beautiful. Hi, beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) How are you today? I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. And I'm so happy to be here with you tonight, Carol. Well, we are happy to have you. We are. We are. I was sharing with Spring uh, just before we went live that, you know, this is a recurring conversation for us. We've talked Mm -hmm. uh, about this subject matter about which we will speak tonight and how we both feel that it's important to continue the conversation because... You know, some of us, like this one right here, needs a reminder every now and again, now and again. So thank you, Spring. Can you share with our family members just a little bit about you? Yes, absolutely. Thank you for asking. So my name is Spring. Um, so so many things to share. Without <laughs> <laughs> me. So I am a mother. I have two boys. They are 15 years old and 12 years old. Um, I have a husband. We've been married for 17 years. I'm a school teacher. I teach science at Morristown High School. I have my ninth graders, my 11th and my 12th graders. (laughs) I am a fitness instructor. I teach indoor cycling at Lifetime. And I'm the founder of Inspiring Life Together. And I'm also a daughter of the Most High God. Mm. Which allows me to be able to do all of these things. <laughs> yes, I was listen. You know, the question was about to come. Like, wow. how? Even do I know the answer. How do you do it? Even though I know the answer, but I love it. I love it. She said, "The Most High God is the only way." I receive that. Did you say that you have teenagers? I have a fifteen-year-old and a twelve-year-old. Yes. <laughs> a preteen and, and a teenager. Pre-teen. <laughs> Oh, God bless you. My two boys. <laughs> God bless you for that. How about that? Thank you. First of all, okay, now that I know that, because I was, you know, made aware about the organization and your efforts with the organization, but how do you manage having a couple, well, you know what? I think I know the answer to this question already too, but I'm going to ask it anyway. How do you manage running a, a, a company and being a giver to others when you are a giver to so many in your own household. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. So I tell you, number one, you know, is God that he just mm-hmm. orchestrates everything. Um, mm-hmm. He allows everything to happen the way that they're supposed to. And he instrumentally puts people around you to help support you 
as you go through different challenges and even as you go through different um, successes in life. So without my community of uh, friends and without my family, my husband, he does a lot to hold things down and help out with the boys and make sure things are situated. He's with them right now. (laughs) (laughs) So I can be here tonight. (laughs) See, God bless him. A helpmate, a wonderful helpmate. (laughs) God bless you and him. (laughs) I love that. Oh my goodness. So you, I'm asking uh, about the organization. I want to share with our family members everything about the organization, but I'm getting carried away because I had no idea that, you know, and when, uh, let me share this. When I was first asking the question and I was saying, I already know the answer, how you do so much is because you're a woman. You know, we <laughs> I always say, <laughs> we do so much. Men, you know, I love you. You know that I do. And we know that you all do a lot, but we do so much. <laughs> we do. We do a lot. We grow tentacles, okay? We, I was going to say that. I was going to say just that. <laughs> we have tentacles. Oh, my goodness. But if, uh, if you wouldn't mind sharing with us from where did the inspiration come to start the company, Inspiring Life Together? Yes. So Inspiring Life Together um, began in 2020, right before the pandemic hit. Um, but it started in 2019 when I was diagnosed with breast cancer. So, um, you know, at that time, I was probably the healthiest I had ever been. I was training for a fitness competition, um, doing many of the things that I'm doing right now and was always that person that would speak about eating well and exercising and getting your rest and doing all of these things so that you can be healthy. And um, lo and behold, I was diagnosed in 2019 with stage three mucinous carcinoma. Oh my God. Oh, wow. Wow. So let me ask you this because now family, as you know, we've had conversations in the past with, with some of our other family members uh, who are, are, uh, Breast cancer thrivers. I, I believe that was the term that was preferred. Not nice, thrivers. Yes, yes. And and um, everybody's story is different, which was why I was anxious to sh- for you to share yours as well. But in one of uh, one of our family members shared that she'd had several tests, and well, two of our family members actually in the past shared they'd had several tests, mm-hmm. and that it was not found. I'm curious to know if that was your experience as well. That was my experience. So, yeah. So in 2018, actually, um, I was doing a lot of, you know, fitness training and I was in the midst of laying on a bench doing a barbell press. Okay. (laughs) And I looked and I I saw something and I said, what is that? You know, it looked different. I thought it pulled a muscle or something like that. Sure. And um, in taking a shower, I saw it. Again, you know, self-exams are really important. So I went to my doctor who sent me to a breast surgeon. I had a mammogram and I had dense breast tissue, which um, many women have um, with dense breast tissue. It hides things that are there. Right. So I was really nervous at the time. The breast surgeon called me in. He did an ultrasound and he said, oh, you know, you're young. What's your family history? Well, I don't have family history of of breast cancer. 
mm-hmm. uh, maybe a cousin here or there, you know, but no one directly in my line, mother, grandmother. Sure. So he said, oh, you're young, you're healthy, family history, you're African-American. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I see this all the time. It's a cyst. And he said, if it gets bigger, if you see any changes, come back. So I'm in the office. I'm boohooing and <laughs> thinking that these are my last days. And he just reassured me and he said, listen, listen, if you want to be sure, you can get a biopsy. Well, you know, thinking of all the things that I'm doing, I'm like, I don't have time <laughs> to get a biopsy. You're saying you're sure. So I'm going to ride on that. I'm going to ride on your, on you being the expert and being sure. Mm. So um, I didn't get the biopsy. Time went on and the cysts uh, started to grow. Um, so I went back and you would have thought he saw a deer <laughs> because uh, he said, all right, you have to get a biopsy. Um, and it was diagnosed as breast cancer. So you went back and then there was a sense of urgency. So he was no more, he was, he wasn't as nonchalant as he was when you first went family. Hi there. I'm talking to each and every one of you. If you have just joined us, welcome, welcome to you. You're tuned in to love and life right here on WURD with yours truly. Carol Riddick. We are talking with Spring Williams and we are talking about breast cancer at its core, but we're also talking about her organization, Inspiring Life Together. I can't wait for her to tell you um, about it, more about it. How about that? But it's time for us to take just a short commercial break. So please know that the phone lines are open. I said, oh, well, what was going on? <laughs> the phone <laughs> lines are open and uh, feel free. To continue to comment on our socials. We're going to check our socials when we come back. So stay with us, family, because we're coming right back. You're listening to Love and Life with Carol Riddick on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media. Hey there, family. Welcome back. You are tuned in to Love and Life with Carol Riddick right here on WURD. We are talking with Spring Williams in this hour, and we are talking not only about her journey with breast cancer, but we're also talking about her organization, Inspiring Life Together. As I did share before the commercial break, we are about to go to uh, our socials to see what you are saying, family, what you type in, what you're sharing. The beautiful Ms. Joanne Dorman is checking in. Hi there. She's sharing peace and blessings with us. You know, we receive them and we send them right back to you. And look at that. There's your daddy. He said, hi, my daughter, Spring. <laughs> hey there, Mike. Mike is joining us. Michael Upshaw, that is Eric. Shares good evening, Spring. Welcome to the Word Platform. Such a cute name. Can't wait until Spring gets here. (laughs) Let me tell you, you are not alone with that one. And our beloved Ms. Viola, Ms. Viola Richburg Gray. She shares hello all. Now I know Ms. Viola. This is this topic is something that you shared with us as well. We've talked with Ms. Viola about breast cancer. So welcome, welcome, beloved. You know what? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Pepper shares. Hello, Spring. And welcome. (laughs) So Spring, um, Spring, if you wouldn't mind telling us 
about your organization. Time goes by so quickly. It'll be the next hour and I will not have asked. Can you tell us about Inspiring Life Together? Absolutely. So uh, Inspiring Life Together began in 2020 after I received so much love and support throughout my seven rounds of chemotherapy and uh, bilateral mastectomy and 20 plus rounds of radiation. I had uh, so much love from my community of students and, and teachers and fitness community. They would come over my house and, and cut my grass and help clean my house. They raise money so that my kids can go to camp. I always had cars and flesh, fresh flowers and, and dinners. So um, coming on the other side of it, I said, you know, I have to be able to pay this forward. So God, it blessed me with a group of people who were willing to join together to become the founding board members. And we just got things moving. Uh, we, we worked together, put the mission out there. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I was inspired uh, from everyone else that supported me. And there came a time where it went from why me, uh, mm -hmm. why not me? And then I noticed that this, this thing that, um, I was faced with was a beautiful gift in an ugly package. Mm. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm terribly sorry. I neglected to ask how you are coming along in your journey. Yeah. So right now on my journey, I'm on the other side in terms of, uh, treatments to uh, reduce reoccurrence. So okay. I am a thriver. Um, and I just enjoy being able to um, live while mm -hmm. giving to others. Thank you for that. Spring, when you say uh, treatments to prevent recurrence, what, do, what does that mean? What does that look like? Yeah, so depending on... Um, what everyone's uh, diagnosis is, uh, whether okay. they're stage one, two, three, four. Um, sometimes after you go through the main active treatments, there are things that you have to continue to do to prevent it from returning. So um, the younger you are, you know, mm -hmm. the more aggressive treatments typically are. And since you have more life in you, right, okay. um, there's a greater chance of recurring especially when there are some residual cells that are left after your treatment ends. And I had some residual cells. So okay. I have a certain amount of um, treatment so that we can lower the chance of recurrence. Are these chemotherapy treatments or? So mine is a hormone blocker. Okay. Um, so okay. the type of cancer that I had was fed by estrogen. So we want to okay. shut down the estrogen so that the cells, if there's any lonely ones laying around there, they won't get any estrogen. Uh -huh. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. I'm going to take a moment to go to our phone lines. Our beloved Ms. Viola is calling in. Hi, love bug. Thank you so much for calling and thank you for your patience. How, well, I don't listen. If the Lord wakes me up, he gives me patience every time. Mm. I tell you, um, patience is something that we have to have. And I thank God. I pray and say, I thank you, Lord, for giving me patience in my life. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when I hear this breast cancer, it just does something to my spirit. 
And, you know, for me to hear her say about what the doctor said, my doctor told me right off the bat that I needed to have a mastectomy. I had mm. four opinions before I took his mm. answer just for being so true. But at the mm. time that I had my breast cancer, how are you, Spring? Hello to you. My, you have you have all my support that I could possibly give. My Thank thing you. Is that I just never took any treatment, but mm. I was thirty-five. My mm. mother, my mother died from breast cancer at forty-nine. But oh. what killed her? She was afraid to go to see about a small lump. And you basically mm. die from the fear of thinking that it's going to be mm. bad. And you sit and you wait. Or the doctor mm. didn't tell you exactly. You know, he's a man. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. um, but I had four opinions. And all four of my opinions said that I had to have a mastectomy. Well, mm-hmm. I prayed and said, Lord, if you take my organ, don't give me any medicine. I saw how it did my mom. And I don't want to mm-hmm. make you frightened about what you're doing. Because mm-hmm. everybody's decision is not always the same. Mm-hmm. We all have different bodies. And like I said, God didn't make no junk when he made us. We're the ones that sometimes mess up once we're here. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I believe I may have had triple negative. But at the time, 1983, they didn't have any um, they didn't have any um, levels of, of what, what, you know, what, what yours was in. But when oh. I think about it, that I may have had triple negative because I had more than one area of calcification. And because of that, he said, if you get just radiation, a lumpectomy, he said, it's a possibility that you have more than one area that could be calcified that could turn into the cancer. So that was the reason why I had to have the mastectomy. But here I am. I was 35. I'm 76. I'll be 77 in September. God bless you. God bless you. And I had a baby two years after Mm. having my breast cancer. And Mm. um, I fed her with the one breast. And some of my some of my hairdresser folks, why would you want to have a baby after having cancer? I said, Well, I had a husband, that was number one. <laughs> I, didn't I can't believe somebody myself. said that. Yes, because they, they felt as though that I was looking at life maybe in the sense of having a baby maybe I might not live to see her grow up. Well, she's thirty eight years old now. Mm, and, um, Jesus. Yes. You know, I have four daughters and mm. I really I really blame a lot of stress. When mm-hmm. I think about the lifestyle that my mother had, my mother had a mm-hmm. lot of stress in her life. Mm-hmm. And she was the first one to get breast cancer. She, Her two sisters outlived her. Her wow. mother outlived her. Wow. So, you know, I always, I, I, I'm talking to young girls on the elevator. And when they see my pen, and, you know, of course, my pen speaks that I'm a breast cancer survivor. I have breast cancer almost anything I carry. And whereas April 13th of this year will be 41 years. Oh, my Lord. Wow. So life is still possible. And you may have to take the treatment, but you change your diet. You eat differently. And when you need to scream at somebody, scream at them. You know, because mm, that's mm-hmm. also part of the stress that we carry in within ourselves. The doctor mm-hmm. can't tell you what to do with stress. 
Mm. He's stressed. He don't know what to do with it, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, we die from the fear of it. So I think my mother was my saving grace that made me go wow. and see about that lump when I found it. I had a miscarriage the month before in February the 14th. Oh, oh I had wow. a miscarriage. And, and I was so early in the pregnancy, they couldn't even tell what it was. And um, when I had the miscarriage, March the 29th, the lump popped up. And I felt it. And I told my husband, I said, well, I'll go to the doctor the next day. And I did. I went to the doctor wow. the next day. And before wow. I could get home and call someone, they were calling telling me, you need to see a surgeon. For what? Mm. They wanted to check out the lump, and it was cancerous. But whereas Dr. Robert Summers at Einstein, it's all about the doctor, not the hospital. But my, mm. grandmother, my grandmother felt that I needed to go to Jefferson because she had had an operation when she was younger. And she just believed Jefferson was the best. And she outlived all the doctors that operated on her colon. On her oh, wow. So um, she lived to be 88. I mean, 85. So wow. You do what you have to do, but there's a lot of natural things, juicing. Go and mm-hmm. look at some of the things that, you know, I don't want to tell you exactly. And I'm not a doctor, but I look at anything and everything with cancer. When WHYY had a program on about cancer, and this was this gynecologist, a black woman, she had a double mastectomy. And guess what? They didn't talk about the food. We, At all? We got to cut out a lot of things in our diet that has MSG in it, especially. Oh, yeah. Before, accent, your food didn't taste good if you didn't put accent on it. And that's MSG, that white powder. So mm-hmm. I say change the diet. I drink no milk, no regular milk. I mean, I do almond milk. Um, I still eat oatmeal, but I don't hardly eat any red meat at all. I'm mm-hmm. kind of picky with the chicken. But, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I, mm-hmm. And Viola, can I ask, um, when you had your diagnosis, what was your life like in terms of stress? Would you say you were closer to being high stress or do you feel like you had you were at a place of peace my mother died when I was 33 Mm. that was my stress Mm -hmm. I had no idea that I would be without my mother at the age of 33 I was Mm. thankful that I was an adult because she had me when she was 16 17 years old so I was an adult but I mean Mm -hmm. I hooped and hollered and carried on at home by myself about Mm. my mom passing and, you know, my saving grace was basically having my grandmother, which is her mom, Mm. until 1999. My my mother died in 1980. And back then, they didn't have, have, you know, like you say, what stage was it in? They didn't have all that then. And Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. I I think my stress was my mother passing. Right. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. years old. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, you- I had I had a good husband. We had mm-hmm. no problems with finance. No mm-hmm. problems with my child. I had three young children. Right. Three young yeah, children. That's- you know, yeah. so you I mean you, it was it, you, you were- know, that was my life. And I was a hairdresser. I did hair at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were navigating a lot. Yeah, you were processing and navigating a lot. Absolutely, right. stress. Yeah, and you said, you know, Miss Viola, you said you said that the, the, when you first said that to us, you called uh, some time ago, and you said that too, and that's 
that stuck to my spirit talking about stress because you were so right. You were so right. And we said it that night. We were all in agreement that stress will take you. Stress mm-hmm. will aggravate anything that is going on. Mm-hmm. That stress I, alone. That's right. And you know where it yeah. settles? Right in your belly. In that mm-hmm. part. When you feel mm-hmm. your stomach feeling nervous and things like that, that's, that's part of stress. Your hair falls out mm-hmm. or whatever. That's stress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You break out. It's stress. Yeah. Even on down to getting a kernel under your arm. You know, sometimes we used to use certain types of deodorants. They would put a kernel under my arm. I would get, I would take a hot compress and put under my arm and hold it. And when I finished, it was a lymph node and it would go away. Mm. Mm. So you change your dot, you change your deodorant. I, I never used the mm-hmm. same deodorant for over a two week period of span. But now I use natural deodorant that doesn't have the uh, aluminum in it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And um, yes, you may get wow. it. But guess what? You carry deodorant in your car for your backup. <laughs> mm, that's right. That is right. You know? Oh, Ms. Viola. Oh, my I God. I love it when you call. I, I, that breast cancer is something that there will never be a cure for it because we never have the same kind because mm-hmm. our bodies are different. But whereas, we can control a lot of things just by what we eat, how we think, and depend on God. Mm-hmm. That's that's it. Ms. Viola, I have a question for you. Did you say they they weren't there were no stages when you were diagnosed? They didn't no. have like stages. They there weren't. No. Oh wow! Okay. And I took my I X-rays to to three different other doctors. I went to University of Pennsylvania. I saw a black gynecologist there. I went to Jefferson and a friend my grandmother worked for, Helen Brooklyn, her son worked at Fox Chase and I took my x-rays there and his um, oncologist said, no, she has to have a mastectomy. So mm-hmm. I went back to mm-hmm. Einstein with Dr. Robert Summers and I had the uh, mastectomy. Mm-hmm. I, had a, I had the reconstructive surgery. You know, they put an implant in. Well, I don't remember them telling me that I needed to have that implant removed every 10 years. Oh. Because it moved high up on my shoulder and Dr. Paris Butler took that implant out. Oh, that was my surgeon. You know what wow. color it was? You know what color? Dr. Paris Butler. Did you hear that, Ms. Viola? Yeah. He was her surgeon. Dr. Yes. Paris Butler was her yeah. surgeon. Yeah, and I have I have a story behind Dr. Paris Butler because he was not the original surgeon that I had. He was the surgeon that came in and saved the day after my original wow. surgeon had a little mistake and I had a hematoma. <laughs> I was almost oh. a corner <laughs> during that surgery. I yeah. Mean, he was just he was he was the bottom yeah, as I would amazing. say. Oh my goodness. And you know what else, you know else about Dr. Paris Butler? When he came to remove my implant and I told him I wanted to make sure I saw it when they removed it, it was about the color of an egg yolk. It was that yellow. Mm. And mm. I said, I said, Dr. Dr. Butler, did I ever tell you I had extra fingers? He said, No, you never told me that. He said, Guess what? He said, I have them too. I said, Oh my gosh. You Ms. Viola, you know what? Listen, Ms. Viola, sit tight, family. It's time for us to take a commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about Inspiring Life Together. Um, We're going to find out so much more information from Spring Williams. 
Stay with us because we're coming right back. You're listening to Love and Life on WURD, progressive black talk media. I think I know. Well, hey there, family. Welcome back. You are tuned in to Love and Life with Carol Riddick right here on WURD. We are having a conversation in this hour, a recurring conversation, quite honestly, about breast cancer. But we're speaking in this hour specifically with Spring Williams, who's sharing with us about her organization, Inspiring Life Together. Ms. Viola, I, I, I love Ms. Viola. I love it when you call. You always impart so much so many pearls, so much knowledge, so many things to share with us. So Spring has the question, you know, if I can answer it, I don't mind. I don't want to take over the program because this is her time. But mm. that breast cancer, I tell you, is something else of what we what women have to deal with. Men even said that where women have boys, boys can get breast cancer because they're mothers. Yeah. Yes. yes, I would love to share about what it is that we do to help other uh, women, mothers in particular, undergoing treatment for breast cancer. Um, that's what the mission of Inspiring Life Together is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Ms. Viola, I want to thank you. Thank you so much. You're thank welcome. You. And thank I will you. take her information down and look it up because... Um, once I Thank get up, you, my, I look up, I look up different things, but you hang in there and just Thank you know, you. stay prayed and, and change, change your diet. Mm-hmm. 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 That plays a part. That, that plays, plays a part. part. Thank yeah. you, Ms. Viola. Thank, Thank you, you so much. <laughs> so spring, as we go forward, because I'm looking at the clock, I know we have so little time left. Can you tell us um, in, in what ways, like what kind of efforts and what ways do you support Uh, the Mm -hmm. mothers and their families. Yeah. So Inspiring Life Together is a program where we welcome in um, mothers undergoing treatment and we just really do our best to love on them by giving them goods and services to support throughout their journey. So Mm -hmm. if they're going through chemo, surgery or radiation, we send them out some boxes of items that have uh, things in it to help with side effects. If there's a, a mom that needs some support with cutting her grass, we'll send someone out to do that or help with the house cleaning. Uh, some mm-hmm. of my favorite things are our ILT. We call it Inspiring Life Together ILT, social mm-hmm. gatherings. So we've done everything from having dinner together, some of us going out for a movie with our kids, um, oh, wow. having them over my house and doing backyard yoga uh, going to Lifetime, where I teach classes, we have um, a wellness event uh, there, um, inviting them to our fundraising events uh, when we do our comedy show and our 5K. And we have an oh, event God. coming up uh, in March. So next month, in a few weeks, actually. Yes. So, I mean, when, where, what? Oh, and also, is the, uh, is the organization only beneficial to moms who are currently in the process or, or thrivers yes. as well? Mm-hmm. So when we, uh, the program is for mothers that are currently undergoing some sort of treatment and um, mm-hmm. they spend 12 months with us. So we build relationships. So we're not an organization that sends things out and never knows them. We connect them with a team member um, that's their peer supporter. And uh, the goal is to go deep versus mm-hmm. wide hitting the masses where you really don't know the people. I know I have sure. items in my house that were given to me um, and I never had a chance to open the box. 
But, oh, wow. um, you know, we're really intentional about the things that we give them and the time uh, that we want to spend with them and the cars that we write to them. Um, mm. So, uh, wow. and after wow. that 12 months, then, you know, you're on the other side and it's like, all mm-hmm. this has happened to me. What am I going to do now? How do I move forward? So sure. uh, we have our sustainable lifestyle program that's offered to them for six months where we can offer them, as Ms. Viola said, um, how can we build your body back up after you've gone through so much? So do you need to get some green juices? Do you need mm-hmm. to have a personal trainer? Do you need to have some time at a gym? Maybe there's some women that never experienced any of that. Uh, you want to get a massage, but you can't just walk into uh, Hand in Stone or some of these other places that may not have somebody who is mm-hmm. experienced working with a cancer patient. But sure. at the same time, you're young. <laughs> so you want mm-hmm. to be around the norm of people you're in your age group. Sure. So important too. Spring, tell us about the event, please. Tell us the website. I did just put the website in the chat for those who are joining us Thank via socials. You. Yes. Yeah. So we are so excited about this event coming up on March 9th. It is called Pink at Night. It is our first gala where we are going to celebrate our four years of existence. We are going to honor some of the ladies who have um, taken, been able to utilize our services that we've built relationships with. Um, they have been given uh, beautiful gowns. Some of them have been um, donated by partnering um, boutiques and um Some of them have been purchased with the donations that have been given to us. Um, They have their little tiaras. They are going to be the the queens that they are, the thrivers that they are. Um, We have Dr. Grana, who is the director of MD Anderson. She's our keynote. We have a live band. We have auction items right now. You know, this is our first one. and, And my team, we are more on the conservative side. So we said, oh, you know, well, about 100, 125. Mm-hmm. We're pushing up to 250 tickets sold at this time. Congrats, congrats, oh, yes. congrats. <laughs> yes. oh, so, one question I have for you. As it pertains to the, the support groups that you mentioned, the support effort, are any yes. of the uh, meetings held virtually? So we like to be in person as much as possible. Okay. Um, we did a couple of virtual, but we find that they, they want to be around um, one another. That makes sense. So, yeah, I think, yeah. you know. When you talk virtual, support, you know, <laughs> when you talk support, there's nothing like getting a hug yes, or seeing someone smile, yes, you know, feeling yes, their energy and, in person. Yes, and breaking bread together. Hello, you know, and, hello. And feeling that energy as you're laughing together. So. Right. You know, it's all about inspiring life together. <laughs> you want to build that togetherness yeah. as, much, as much as possible. You said my, the name of. Yeah. <laughs> like, come is inspiring <laughs> life together. So family, for those of you who are listening and are not watching, uh, because I did share that I put the website in the chat. Can you share, Spring, what the uh, website is? Can you tell those of our family members who are listening? Yes. Yes, please find us at inspiringlifetogether.org. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Inspiring Life Together on all of those social platforms. 
So I have one last question for you. What is the one thing that you would say to a woman in the midst of a breast cancer scare? Mm, Yes. So for me, my turning point was, as I said earlier, um, recognizing that it was a beautiful gift in an ugly package. Mm. So um, take a time, take some time and um, look around you. See what blessings that you have because Mm -hmm. a breast cancer diagnosis, I think a cancer diagnosis of any time or hardship, right, Mm -hmm. causes us to slow down and and reevaluate decisions that we've made, reevaluate our direction that we're going in our Mm -hmm. life, uh, the the friendships that we have. So take a moment, step back, um, see if there's any messages that um, are being given to you. Listen to the, to those things, um, and just enjoy enjoy your life because we don't know what tomorrow will bring. How about that? You know, we we don't know. Um, be present, um, and just even though I know I complain, but I'm grateful. I really am. I think about um, all the blessings that I have, and I'm just I'm, I'm really grateful. And very thankful. You know, I can identify and relate with everything you just said. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for coming. Thank you for sharing your time and your energy and your spirit uh, and your, your attention and the information with us. The event is on March 9th. It's called Pink at Night. And the additional information can be found on the website, inspiringlifetogether.org. Family, I did put that in the chat for those of you who are listening, um, inspiringlifetogether.org. Spring Williams has been visiting with us in this hour and she will come back, won't you, Spring? You'll come back. Yes, I will be back. If you will have me, I will be back, Carol. Absolutely, (laughs) absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming to visit with us. You're listening to Love and Life with Carol Riddick on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media. Welcome back, family. Welcome to the top of the second hour of Love and Life with Carol Riddick right here on WURD. Um, For those of you who are wondering, wait a minute now, uh, it's the second hour. Well, guess what? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But I did ask Spring if she would stay just a few more moments. And I know it is Thursday. We have Thursdays with Dr. Z. Well, she is here and she will be joining the conversation. Um, Spring and I both felt that Pepper's question was an important one and that it really did need to be answered. I want to share that Suleiman, Raphael Suleiman is joining us and sending good evening. And John Aye Ingram shares, I cannot wait for pink at night. So Pepper asked, since estrogen is needed for our bodies and the medication is blocking that, what about your bone density? Yeah, so I had to stay on. Uh, that is a very important question and it's also a scary one and it's a real mm-hmm. one. So the medication that I take and many women take does um, shut down estrogen. We know estrogen is very important for bone density. Mm -hmm. So I think um, with treatments for cancer and probably other illnesses as well, it's which one is the better one in terms of allowing you to prolong life. So estrogen being something that feeds the cancer cells, well, we don't want that to happen. So we have to block it. 
So what do we do with the bone density? Well, we have bone scans. So bone scans are done um, periodically to check to see um, how strong my bones are. And if they see certain changes, you know, there's um, suggestions of taking different vitamins, calcium, um, vitamin D, uh, weight training, weight bearing exercises also helps with bone density. Mm. But um, we do also know that the younger you are, the stronger your bones are. But Mm. at the same Mm -hmm. time, depending on how long you have to take those estrogen blockers or even if you have to have a hysterectomy or those types of things or remove ovaries, if you have long life in you, then that means that you have a greater risk of having um, lower bone densities. So, you know, there's medications out there to address that. So, you know, I'm glad that you asked that question um, because that is an important question. Um, So I just, you know, trust and hope (laughs) that Mm -hmm. both will continue to be strong. So pray for me, (laughs) y'all. My goodness. I just want to say thank you so much. Thank you. First of all, thank you for coming, but thank you for staying longer and and sharing because you're right. It is a lot. It is a lot. And we recognize that. And we are going to keep you in prayer and uh, and we anticipate your return visit. We do. We anticipate you you coming back. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What? (laughs) We can't wait for you to come back. We will see you the next time. Um, and Pepper will let me know if she has a follow-up question. She sure will. <laughs> Trust me. Oh, she she shares. Thank you, Spring, for answering the question. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome, Pepper. Thank you for asking. Spring, thank you. We will see you next time. All right. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> Good night. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 